It's locked on Cardinals Fantasy Football Edition with the one and only Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers. Buckle up. This is going to be fun. It's locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, sometimes there are perks uh, being in this business for over a decade like Bo and myself have been. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy here. You get to make friends that you don't have any business making. And that's the case for today. Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers joins us again. Jason, homegrown talent here in Phoenix, has built one, if not the most popular fantasy football podcast on Apple Podcasts. Jason Moore at Jason FFL joins us again. Jason, dude, thank you so much for joining us, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, happy to be here. Uh, this is a crazy time for us as we make the transition from draft season to in season, you know, weekly rankings and getting everything set up for DFS and all the different variations of matchup play now. Uh, so, Jason, um, you won't say this yourself, but I'll say it for you. Jason was a, one of the top 10 most accurate analysts in 2017, 2018, and 2019 when it comes to fantasy football. And um, one thing that you and I have been talking about over the offseason, we're going to hit all of it. In the last segment, it's going to be for you, the viewers. You're going to get to ask Ryan, uh, Jason whatever you want when it comes to fantasy football. This is very privileged time. Please take advantage of it because um, I ask him, I, I go borderline on the annoying basis, but I never cross that threshold, which is something I pride mm. myself on. Well, Bo, you should hear what you say to me <laughs> on a daily basis. And, and you, we're not talking about you right now. All right. Jason, Kyler Murray, you said when you first came on this show, uh, you know, over a month ago, six weeks ago, that he was your potential QB one going into the 2021 NFL season. Has that changed? No, for fantasy, um, he is still my quarterback one. I, I think that he has the rare – look, you're not you're not going to get a quarterback one season right now unless you have a great rushing baseline or you throw 55-plus touchdowns. Now, Patrick Mahomes can obviously do that, but that's not easy to project for someone to, you know, basically break the NFL record, granted his own. Um you've got to be able to run the ball and if you run as well as Lamar but you throw as well as Kyler I mean it, it's just one of those things where um, the the pace of play on the offense the weapons he has the use of his legs he can score uh, you know through the air or on the ground it's really a cheat code for fantasy football and so I, I think he is the clear best value at quarterback because I think he finishes the year as the quarterback one and he is being drafted at, at the very least as the quarterback three. I've seen him drop to the quarterback six in some drafts. So he is a, a, a definite value in drafts. Jason Moore, fantasy footballers, joins us here on the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Great to have him back here. And, you know, it translated to big-time wins for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it translated to Ws for the Baltimore Ravens. Do you see that translating to wins for the Arizona Cardinals as you look like an Arizona Cardinals staff member if you're tuning into our YouTube channel right now? <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't, uh, Bo. I think that it will not translate into victories. 
while um, I might get accused of being a Kyler homer or a Cardinals homer because I am a Cardinals fan um, and he is my number one quarterback, I don't think it's going to translate into Ws. You saw that with uh, Deshaun Watson last year. Awesome quarterback. He can win except lost a lot of games because his team wasn't that good. And the Cardinals team I don't think is that good. Um, you know, we Malcolm Butler retires and leaves us with nobody in the background. Mike, Malcolm Butler wasn't good. And he was our best. Like, that's a problem. And, and people want to be like, oh, he was, you know, he didn't even have it anymore. It's like, yeah, I know. And he was our best option. Um, you People are like, oh, Patrick Peterson didn't, didn't even, he wasn't even that good anymore. I was like, yeah, I know. And he was <laughs> clearly our best cornerback. So um, I think the defense is going to suck, which is great for fantasy, great for the offense having to play uh, catch up. And also, we are in the clear toughest division in football. I mean, it, uh, we we all gave our Super Bowl picks today, and all three of us had the Rams um, as our as our NFC uh, option. And to me, if it wasn't the Rams, you know, there's a couple other teams, and the Niners are in that mix, and the Seahawks are in that. It's disgusting. So you no, know, I don't I don't think it translates across the board into W's. You know what isn't disgusting is Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Jason Moore. One of the most surefire stardom, regardless of who is he's lining up against with the CB1 from the opposing squad is DeAndre Hopkins. Do you see – I'm going to ask you two parts. One, I think that they underutilized him last year, even though he had you know over 1,400 receiving yards, over 100 receptions, and I think six touchdowns. Shouldn't he be eclipsing 15-16 with 120-125 and upwards of 10? Or is that just out of the realm of possibility with the, with the uh, limitations that Cliff Kingsbury puts on this offense? Yeah, I I think you're right. It's it's not going to happen with Cliff Kingsbury's limitations. If you look at the next gen stats route trees, uh, we talk about it on our show. But DeAndre Hopkins has a route bush. Um, <laughs> it's not a tree. It's like you just look at these. You you look at all the wide receivers across the NFL, and you see these. At least the ones, the real alphas. They've got these great looking. You know, they're going everywhere, all over the field. They're getting moved around. Um, and then you look at Hopkins, and it's like they're just using him in this really pathetic way for someone that is as good as he is. And he is great for fantasy. Obviously, I've, I've got him as a top five wide receiver connected to the same offense that obviously gets my number one uh, quarterback. But he is not as consistent as those numbers would make you believe. He had seven games last year where he wasn't in the top 36 at wide receiver oh, wow. um, despite having those those numbers. So, yeah, I, I'm not the biggest Cliff Kingsbury fan um, as far as my belief in his offensive genius. Um, <laughs> he's, he's not – I don't believe he's a bad coach. Um, I, I don't look at him and say terrible coach. There are terrible coaches out there. But I don't look at him and say – you know, great. I'm so happy we've got Cliff Kingsbury. He's going to run this offense in a way that the NFL can't handle because it's pretty easy to handle. Yeah, I just get the sense that he's taking his Ferrari and just driving it in a parking lot. That's basically what you're outlining. The way he utilizes his two stars that are going to probably have what you're saying, empty calories, a lot of, you know, boosted stats, but it's not going to translate to the team having success. DeAndre Hopkins, going to be a target monster, it sounds like, in your opinion. Kyler Murray, what else is there on this offense? We're looking at this running back situation, and when we talked to you last, you thought James Conner had the best value, but as far as the highest upside, 
felt Chase Edmonds. Have you have you changed at all your stance on the on the backfield? Is there anybody that you would you would target if you're still waiting to draft? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm still not super excited about either option. Um, it, it's a real split situation where obviously if you're in a PPR league, the involvement in the passing game of Chase Edmonds is far far more valuable. Uh, it gives you a baseline even if he's not getting utilized a lot. The problem is the two most valuable things for fantasy is is pass catching and touchdowns, and they're just split because they're not going to use Chase Edmonds on the goal line. At least I don't believe they will. He's had, I think, one carry inside the five in his NFL career, and he had opportunities, games alone. Um, that's just not what he's built for. And you have James Conner running behind a, a, a great upgraded center where when you get down on that goal line, I think he's going to get the ball. So they're both going to have some value, but I think cannibalize each other. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, the better value, James Conner going late in drafts um, and then the higher ups. I, th I think it's about the same, but I have gotten um, not a whole lot of either guy. I have no, no shares of Chase Edmonds just because – where he's going, the wide receivers in that range, I think, are another – they're just known commodities that you know are going to be great. Chase Edmonds could be, but there's a lot more risk, and uh, he's a bigger variable. Um, whereas in best ball leagues where you're drafting really deep lineups and you're going, you know, 20, 26 players deep, I, I have gotten a lot of James Conner when he slips into absurd double-digit range. He's Jason Moore at JasonFFL on Twitter – uh, co-host of the award-winning fantasy footballers at the FF Ballers uh, on Twitter. Coming up next, you remember when the Saints, you know, Marcus Colston, Robert Meacham, et cetera, you're just like, you know what? Stay away when it comes to fantasy football. That's kind of like what the wide receiver two, three, and potentially four are seem to be for the Arizona Cardinals with Rondell Moore, A.J. Green, and Christian Kirk. We don't know what order they're going to come in. We'll talk about that and which opposing offense in the NFC West could give the Arizona Cardinals defense fantasy the most fits. Alex Lancey, Bobrock, Jason Moore, Locked on Cardinals Fantasy Football Edition. We will be right back. But first, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is going insane with their match deposit bonuses. I'll talk about that in a second. BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. They've got the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega uh, contest, the world's largest 200K NFL survivor contest open now, both at BetOnline.ag. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus with promo code locked on. And that's not all. This thing out of my damn throat. The super promo. Uh, make a bet on the on the Thursday night game between the Bucks and the Cowboys. If you lose your wager, your wager will be refunded up to 25 bucks for new customers only when signing up using promo code NFL100. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Really lucky to have Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers back, Locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. He will be answering your fantasy football questions and a lot of Bo's uh, next segment because Bo <laughs> has already lost in both of his fantasy football leagues. I have no idea how that is. Jason wow. Moore, a little uh, insight. Bo and I both have Matthew Stafford rostered in one of our leagues. Mm -hmm. Surprise to both of us until the time came where it's like, you know what? Mid-rounds, he may be the best option. We'll ask you that in just a moment. But let's dive deep into the wide receiver room. A.J. Green who you said, I believe, the first time you joined us, you are not a huge fan of going into the 2021 season. Rondo Moore, who's wowed a little bit in the preseason from the little we've seen. And Christian Kirk, we have no idea what the hell Christian Kirk is going to bring on Sundays. He could be upside, he could be downside, we don't know. Rank these three for us, because Bo and I are both bewildered. 
Uh, for fantasy purposes, if I'm ranking them, I would rank them Rondale Moore, Christian Kirk, A.J. Green. Um, the, my rationale there is simply that these are all late flyers that you're taking a shot on. Christian Kirk might as – I mean, Christian Kirk and A.J. Green, they can flip-flop because I, I just don't think there's a real upside for Christian Kirk. He is a – like, if you're just talking actual NFL wide receiver, I think he's very good. Um, he's a Sterling Shepard comp to me where he is reliable. He's a quality route runner. He's got good enough hands. If he's healthy and on the field, I think he's good. But for fantasy purposes, I don't think he does enough to really push the needle. Um, and so, you know, you've got Rondell Moore and what you're hoping – is that he has some kind of extreme, uh, you know, electric juice a la Tyree Kill's rookie season where he doesn't have the most robust, you know, uh, route running concepts and NFL usage, and he's still dominating because you just can't tackle the guy because as soon as he gets the ball, it's like, oh, he's faster than me. Um, and that's what we've seen a little bit with Rondell Moore. We saw it uh, in college for a while, so that's the hope. And then when it comes to A.J. Green, I know Andy on our show – Thinks he's one of the better values um, in fantasy. So a lot of people watching this that are Cardinal fans, uh, the the hype around you know camp that he was dominating sounds awesome. Uh, if if Kyler ends up throwing thirty plus touchdowns, which I think he should, um, so you, AJ Green should have a, a a good number of those. I'm just talking historically when you know uh, even the the greatest wide receivers when it falls off late in the career. I don't think we have a single example um, in history of a great wide receiver at his age having a really, really bad year and then come, and then becoming better later in their career, like a real bounce back in their mid-30s. Um, that just doesn't really happen. I mean, I, I think of Hopkins' old teammate Andre Johnson, who was just a world beater. If you remember Andre Johnson, I mean, one for of the sure. best wide receivers in the league for several years running, and then – you know, he had a real down year and it was like, ah, in, in fantasy, it was like, no, he's, he's, he just dealt with some injuries or there was it, all these excuses made. Then he changes teams and it's like, oh, he's back. He's, and it's like, no, no, he's, he's just done. You know, at some point you're washed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, I hope for the Cardinals sake that AJ green, I love AJ green, the dude, great guy. Uh, I've loved his career. I just, for fantasy purposes, I don't believe he's going to have a resurgence at this point in his career. I think Larry Larry Fitzgerald probably is that lone exception. If you look at him, he came back and even broke his own Cardinals records as far as receptions, relearning a, a new position, going to the slot under Bruce Arians, actually getting a quarterback that can get him the ball. But he was never injured. This is it's different because no, he, he didn't miss was. a whole season. He wasn't hobbled for right. a long time. He's right, been, right, right, right. You know. But Larry, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald did have a resurgence in his in his early 30s. But uh, let's get to this game on Sunday, Nashville. You've got the Tennessee Titans. They've of course that they got the duo of AJ Brown, Julio Jones, Ryan Tannehill. Looks like he's set to go. You got King Henry. Who are the most intriguing players in this game coming up on Sunday in the opener for the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, I mean, if it's if it's Kyler Murray, if it's DeAndre Hopkins, who are you looking uh, to really go off to open up this? Yeah, I mean, the nice thing is, you know, the aforementioned uh, lack of cornerbacks for the Cardinals and going up against A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, I expect them to do well, which means Kyler is going to have to keep pace. Kyler's going to have to throw the ball, run the ball, 
Um, so I think Kyler and Hopkins, they're just weekly locked in starters. I, I don't, I don't imagine uh, a matchup that you're going to bench them. Obviously he's playing the Rams twice a year. Um, and that is a very difficult matchup, but when you can run the ball, uh, sometimes it's those great defenses that force a quarterback to run more, throw less. And maybe that's a great game plan for that defense to win the game. But for fantasy purposes, you get 10 point, you get a point every 10 rushing yards, and a point every 25 passing yards. So it, kind of the great equalizer for mobile quarterbacks. So I, I would say those two are are the main guys. And if I drafted a running back, I mean, week one, it's one of those things where you pretty much know who's going to have to be started because you drafted Chase Edmonds in the fifth round. He's probably mm -hmm. a starting running back. Unless you ended up getting lucky drafting like a Gus Edwards later in your draft that, you know, then you had the injury to J.K. Dobbins. Well, sure, I would start Gus over Chase Evans, but you're, he's probably in your lineup and you're waiting and seeing uh, on the rest of the Cardinals options. So Jason, before we move on, you were very um, quick in, uh, in saying that the Cardinals defense is not going to be, it's not going to have any sort of fantasy relevance this year. Do you equate that to on the field stuff as well? Are you looking predominantly just at sacks, interceptions, fumbles, recoveries, touchdowns? I, th I think their defense could have some some decent games. I mean, um, for fantasy purposes, I, I when I look at the the lack of the cornerback room and you know the the problems that could arise there, that's more NFL on the field and and what's going to have to happen for the offense to keep up. But with the defensive line we have, I mean, sacks, turnovers, those things can happen, and that's that's really what you know when you're playing fantasy you're always looking for what's the defense that can score a touchdown. That's what I want, a defense that can score a touchdown. Well, um, you've got some electric punt returners, so they can score touchdowns. And then, of course, with that D-line, you back them up, get safeties, sack fumbles, fumble recoveries in the end zone. Um, I, I, I think they could be fine for fantasy. Jason Moore at JasonFFL on Twitter, co-host of the Fantasy Footballers, award-winning fantasy football podcast. Check him out wherever you get your podcast coming up next he's going to answer your questions put them in the chat start sit trade cut whatever jason moore is going to answer them for you and while you're feeling that we're going to ask him who will give the cardinals defense the most difficult time when it comes to the nfc west offenses next locked on cardinals first rockauto.com um i've talked about them we talk about them two times a week they are my saving grace when it comes to getting car parts because i don't want to feel um, awkward or embarrassed going to a chain storefront when I don't know anything about cars. I don't want to be upcharged. I don't want to be asked questions. I don't know the answer to. So rockauto.com has got you covered. Go to rockauto.com. There's a search box and you just go, Hey man, this is what I need for my car. And rockauto.com will help you. The prices are reliably low. Again, you, you don't get upcharged for not being a manufacturer. Um, they've, they're a family owned business as well. They've been online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com. Again, their prices are reliably low right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com boat. Yeah. And today we want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV stream brings you the live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, no annual contract. So stop waiting to get your TV together Get it together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. All right, wrapping things up here. Final segment with Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers. Jason, thank you again so much for playing her. 
Kurt, um, really appreciate you joining us for, for half an hour or so. Um, let's just get right back into it. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, follow him at Bob Rock. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Again, we are doing a halftime show live after every every week this year. Uh, answer your questions. We'll recap whatever week's going on. Hopefully, it'll be some positive stuff through two quarters in Nashville coming up on Sunday, September 12th. Jason, fantasy football-wise, which offense in the NFC West will give the Cardinals' defense the most trouble when they face them twice this year? Um, I, I think it'll be the 49ers. While the, the Rams are the best offense, and, and I mean, I, I honestly, I think that the 49ers are probably the third or fourth best offense in the division. They match up really poorly, I mean, depending on your perspective for the Cardinals. Um, we've seen their complete inability to guard tight ends for years. I don't think it's a linebacker problem. I think it's a Vance right. Joseph problem. And um, you've got George Kittle. Now you've got Trey Lance coming in in packages or starting uh, that offensive line with their run scheme. I mean, it's just one of those, like, you talk about having – fits and troubles guarding so I would hate to be a defensive coordinator trying to scheme for the immense amount of running power the screen game that they have and then these massive bomb shots over the top that that just seems really really scary to figure out that's a I don't I don't want to go up against Kyle Shanahan so is, is, does the Cardinals defense does it become a a team you stream against a certain position. You mentioned the tight end. I mean, they gave up 16 touchdowns to that position and over a thousand yards just this season in, in 2019. Is there, is there a position that you look that if you're, if you're short on players, you can stream against the Cardinals? Yeah. I mean, to start the year, it's, it, I usually throw out most data on specific positions to play because year yeah. over year, it it's not a sticky stat. But when it comes to the Cardinals and the tight ends, it's been sticky now for so many years that I do. I mean, at, at the very beginning of the year, I'm going to look at who's playing against the Cardinals and stream that until they prove to me that they can guard a tight end. And I don't think they're going to do it. Jason, let's get to some of these questions because I'm starting to get frustrated with my draft after what you've been telling me. I don't want to think about what I've been doing. So let's get to some of these here. Uh, Cody Kirk says, I have Diggs, Stephon, C.D. Lamb, and Keenan Allen, but my tight end is Mike Gesicki, I'd assume. Should I trade C.D. and Mike Gesicki for someone else? C.D. Lamb is one of my three my guys this year, so that would be really <laughs> hard to give that up. Um, I, I, I think that there are so few tight ends in the league that are worth trading for. Uh, you know, obviously, you got the big three, uh, you know, Kittle, Kelsey, and Waller. Um, but I don't know that I would be willing to trade CeeDee Lamb necessarily plus Kasicki. I mean, if you can land one of those three, then you can have a conversation. Nobody else. I love TJ Hawkinson. I love Mark Andrews. They are not worth giving up your advantage. And keep in mind, while your tight end, Mike Kasicki, is not that good, good news, your opponents aren't that good either. Um, <laughs> if you've got three tough matchups that you really are going to be in a disadvantage of on a week-by-week -week basis – and so keep your wide receiver core strong. The onesie positions, like we were just talking about, they're easier to stream. You can play a Gerald Everett off the waiver wire in a right matchup, score a touchdown, and score as much as, you know, your your average uh, or above average tight end gets that week. Check out this uh, from Bernie. Gus Bus or uh, Mustard? 
Oh, man, those are two really good options. Mm -hmm. You got Gus Edwards going up against the Raiders, I believe, and Raheem Mostert, even better with the Detroit Lions. Um, week one, I'm going to go with Raheem Mostert. We, we haven't seen uh, Gus Edwards catch the ball or, or be utilized. We, we don't know exactly how that running back room is going to pan out. Latavius Murray just got cut today from the New Orleans Saints. Um, ironically, I think uh, what we've seen on the waiver wire recently, I think either the Raiders are going to claim him or he might fall to the Ravens um, and, and get picked up there. But Raheem Mostert, he just needs a couple carries to take that 80-yard touchdown to the house. And against the Detroit Lions, that's, that's the way I would go. But I, I think I'd like to play both of these guys. Yeah, and, and let me real quick, before we pivot to Matthew's question, if you're going to draft one guy for value and potential upside, is it Raheem Mostert or Trey Sermon for a redraft league? Right now for me, uh, it is Raheem Mostert. He okay. is the starter. I, I know we, we did a, a historical study on kind of those early middle round running backs in the NFL draft and how they pan out. And 73% of the time they beat the incumbent for fantasy. So that says Trey oh. Sermon has good odds to win. Um, and Raheem Mostert's injury history also says that you know, at the end of the year, Trey Sermon might be the guy. The problem is, what about the beginning of the year? We're drafting these guys now. A lot of times, it's not good enough to just tell that story of like, well, this guy finished better than that guy, so you should have drafted him. Probably not. I mean, the first half of the season, Raheem Mostert will probably have a better season. You might find Trey Sermon on waiver wires if he's not involved enough early or or you could trade for him on the cheap from, a, you know, a team. And then the second half of the year is really when, when he shines. So, um you gotta you gotta be more specific through the course of the year on how you're getting your fantasy points for sure all right let's go to matthew mason's question here in one of my fantasy drafts i picked derrick henry and aj brown both early since they're both on the same team should i try to trade one before the season starts or let it ride jason moore let it ride brother um <laughs> the, when you got two great options you're fine um in fact if you look back last year a lot of times people were doing that with Tannehill and with uh derrick henry they're saying you know, if Derrick Henry has this amazing game, then Tannehill's kind of shut down and he's not going to pass for much. And the, the stats didn't bear that out. It was really, I mean, anytime you stack a team, you've got higher risk and higher reward. Um, here's one of those where, look, if the Titans just get shut down, you're going to have a bad, you're going to have a bad day. But if they have a great game, I mean, your consistency with having both the running and passing game for what projects to be a pretty good offense, I think you're going to be fine. Get that mic on there, Alex. Hey, what if I turn my mic on? Um, <laughs> Jason Moore at Jason FFL, uh, co-host of the Fantasy Footballers, joining Bo Brock and myself, Locked on Cardinals Fantasy Football Edition. Dude, thank you so much for joining us. Can you please just pub whatever the hell you want to pub for the next two minutes if you'd <laughs> like? What are people going to be able to look forward to on the Fantasy Footballers podcast besides the sexiest set that I've ever seen so nice. uh, this season? Yeah, I mean, look, if, if you're wanting fantasy football to be fun and easier, that's our podcast. That's, you know, we, we have a good time. If, if you guys listen, we, we're there to entertain, um, not just give you a bunch of boring numbers. But at the same time, we want to actually win and know what we're talking about. So we try to bring both sides to the table. So your waiver wire pickups, your start sit decisions, um, and then you can check everything out on the website, the fantasy footballers. We've got all of our in-season tools, rankings, articles, everything you need is at the Fantasy Footballers. 
Jason Moore, Jason FFL, thank you so much for joining us, man. Coming up tomorrow, one of the greatest sports betting minds in America, Todd Furman, is going to join us. Tyler Rowland from Locked on Titans is going to join Bo and myself on Thursday for our first crossover of the 2021 season. And we are going to get one of our Tegna partners on Friday. Guest week part duh isn't near close to over yet. Alex Lanty, Bo Rock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.